0: Welcome to Discography, the music podcast that delivers the objective truth about the entire discography of every single artist and band that ever existed. I'm Dave Gebro, And I'm Joe Kennedy. And we're doing this thing. We're doing (laughs) it big time, and we're doing
1: it right now. Right, or in your case, some time ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, that's right. (laughs) But right now, for us, though, which is exciting. It is,
0: it is. Now, we want to explain just the extent to which this show is overtaking our lives so not only are we doing uh, the show which is a weekly thing uh, and we both have uh, you know this is currently I guess you would call it a side gig even though it really is not a side gig anymore it's not even really a side hustle no it's just a hustle (laughs) yeah so we're doing the weekly episodes Um, we have families, we have young kids and we have other jobs but we're also launching a slew of Patreon content coming up, and we we're really excited to tell you guys about it, aren't we, Joe?
1: Yeah, well, some of it's going to be Patreon, but then a good deal of it's going to appear here on the main free one too. So we've got a couple new shows we're developing, and um, you know we're going to release some of those for free so you guys can check them out, and then um, we're going to have some bonus stuff on Patreon for you super fans, for you cool kids.
0: But like a ton of stuff. It's yeah. we're
1: not we're pretty thorough in our
0: love for the uh, the music. So uh, th- it's like we are exploding out into all new kinds of brands of content. Yeah. We're doing
1: uh, a show called Queasy Listening. We'll be introing that soon. Yeah, Queasy Listening came from our, you know, we sometimes it's really fun to talk about records that we don't like on the show. But, but we, we don't, don't want to be that. snarky about it. We want to explain why you shouldn't like this. Well, almost always we're talking about artists that we really like a lot who have maybe made a stinker album. But right. these are not necessarily artists that we even like. These are just albums that suck, and we, yeah. and we they're really fun to talk about, like why something is so bad.
0: Right, right. And then you have another show of ours called uh, Rock Cousteau, which is exactly what it sounds like. It is a music super deep dive. It's a buried treasure thing, um, a single record at a time, really good stuff that we're going to be introing you to. Uh, and we're kind of taking turns on these shows so dave will pick one and i'll pick one it's but the both, both it's both of us on the show but we're yeah we take turns with the selection um, then we have one and done and two and through. Two distinctly different shows. Very different in their uh, in, in their conception. <laughs> However, uh, it's just an artist that has done one album and that's it or two albums and that's it. And we're also going to have uh, a new release segment as well. As well as things that we can't even talk about yet because they're only just now getting underway and we will be having other people having their own shows under the discography umbrella.
1: So you'll be seeing some of these pop up on Thursdays so uh, make sure to refresh your Discography feed and see what's up there because these are going to be rolling out in the next I don't know, month or so.
0: Yeah because the crazier the world gets the harder we work on this thing so we can create sort of a an artistic bunker away from the madness of the world. Um, th- you know that being said like you know Truthfully, we really do need uh, whatever kind of support you guys can give. If you love the show, if you love a particular episode, and you know somebody who would love it, uh, it doesn't cost anything to send it along. Yeah, brighten somebody's day.
1: Uh, word of mouth is kind of our best uh, weapon at this time. So, yeah, if, yeah. If you're into the show, you know, tell some people about us, and um.
0: it'll keep being free. It'll keep being amazing. Um, we just are at the stage where we could use a uh, helping hand to get to the 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 peakiest of peaks okay enough of that back to business first things first you guys need to know just how seriously we take this shit.
1: Discograffiti is heavily researched and the music is always reassessed with fresh ears.
0: No, but not just albums either. We do a searingly honest deep dive analysis of EPs, singles, uh, relevant live albums if, if, uh, if, if it fits into the framework, solo work, you, you name it, we do it. Everything is slapped with an
1: objectively accurate rating from zero to five stars
0: which allows us all to come face-to-face
1: with the true shape of an artist's overall arc. Today, on Discography, we'll be turning the spray cans on Run the Jewels. Wanking in a cave turned a Yankee in the Brave. <laughs> right. So, uh... Uh,
0: you know, these guys, you know, I am admittedly, uh, frankly, you know, I, I don't respond with favor to each and every hip-hop record that comes my way, but uh, these guys... Immediately made an impact on me, and I felt uh, I definitely felt their their power as a duo immediately. I'd heard their work separately as solo artists, but together they do something that they can't do alone.
1: Yeah, well, they've been my favorite hip hop act in the game for quite a while. Ever since really, ever since the second record, really. Um, but I, I really like all their records. There's not really one that I don't like at all, um, and I think I'm really drawn to. Um, I love great beat making. I'm, I really geek out on amazing beat making, and there's so much of that in their catalog, um, you know. And uh, but they're both really equal, uh, equal contributors because. The great beat making and but then it just would not be the same without Killer Mike's Yeah, Killer
0: Mike's voice. I mean his rapid got...
1: fire delivery and his, he's got just a, a hugely outsized personality. Have you seen him alive? I have not seen them live, no, but I've seen, lot, I've seen a lot of clips, though. I they seen them were in person. fantastic. They they really were. So, you know, he's an incredibly charismatic MC, and then LP, who, you know, is the beat maker, is a, is a perfect foil to him as an MC. He's a little bit more low-key, but also a very, like, highly clever lyricist and... Yeah, they've got really all all of the elements for me. Everything I kind of want out of a hip-hop record. I guess I'm kind of more of a classicist with hip-hop. Mm-hmm. The sort of um, you know, the the and Run The Jewels has a foot in the past and a foot in the future, I feel like, you know. Yeah. They, they're kind of built around the a lot of their sounds are built around classic hip-hop sounds, but it's also very forward-looking and and very unique and creative. You know, it's going to be interesting to watch
0: them grow. The, you know, this is one of those bands Uh, probably the band that we're doing at the earliest part of their career, wouldn't you say? That we've done so far, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see them grow because they're... Although they're almost 10 years in now, I guess. About 10 years in. Yeah, Yeah. 10 years in. But, but, uh, you know, interestingly, you know, they come from a place of very lofty ideals and they've upheld those ideals thus far, 100%.
1: You know, I've been a fan and doing preparing for this show, it made me kind of think a lot about why I like them so much and what about their stuff kind of tickles my brain in particular and it's just really everything is just very very musical you know like there there's a really high level of quality control very high focus um, you know the there's their sense of like rhythm I mean both of them like the, you know the the arranging skills and the songs how they really like form like real songs um, these records are really endlessly inspiring to me i listen to them in headphones a lot and just like crank them and like the, you know, the main thing can really get into the details is the power yeah, th- sure. there's a, there's
0: an intensity in their music, uh, that you don't come across every day. Uh, it, it really is something special. And, and I had heard, I didn't avidly follow both guys beforehand, but I'd heard a bunch of LP stuff and a few, um, uh, killer mic tracks, including that's life, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they always had something to them, but Again, it's the two of them coming together. It's a very quick run-up. Basically, uh, this guy, Jason DeMarco, who was a Cartoon Network executive, he may still be, in 2011, he introduced them. So, uh, you know... that's where phase one begins well, which and also, we're still in <laughs>
1: right they are, they had kind of both had uh, they were both kind of veterans at that point when, by the time they even met and started working together you know LP um, he founded the label Def Jux um, kind of in the it was sort of a golden age in retrospect of like indie alternative hip hop there was a bunch of labels like that like um, you know Def Jux had uh, Cannibal Ox and RJD2 and I love RJD2 a- 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 Aesop Rock and you know uh, LP himself um and um you know there, there were there are other labels like stone's throw was around man mm-hmm. and ninja tune and mo wax yeah, yeah. so um but yeah kind of a, a golden age of um you know alternative hip-hop instant and you know like, i love Eden mm-hmm. yeah that's a great record love that's a beauty and the beat that's that kind is of a,
0: am- that's a classic that's actually. kind of a forgotten one but
1: yeah, yeah. Great, great record
0: definitely that should be a rock though.
1: so um, you know. Um, You know, LP had been around on the scene and then, you know, he's New York City all the way. He's Mm -hmm. kind of has like Lithuanian, Irish and Cajun descent, Brooklyn born. Um, His dad was a jazz musician, very New York City. Um, And uh, Killer Mike's from the Atlanta scene. Very also a very rich scene in its own right. That's, you know, the scene where Outkast came from. He's on a bunch of those classic Outkast records. And um, the marriage is like, you know, it's like the old Reese's peanut butter thing. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's, the, it's it really, really the, it's the marriage of the Brooklyn sound and the Atlanta yeah. sound. And, um, you know, it works very
0: well. So phase one, which we're still in, is the first 10 years, 2012 to the present. So the very first thing, and we'll, uh, I don't think there's anything uh, wrong with us actually, uh, you know, looking at this. This is their first collaboration. Killer Mike in 2012 made a record called Rap Music and it was produced by LP. This yeah. is basically the uh, you know the seeds are in place now for for run the jewels, but uh, it was uh, Killer Mike's fifth record. Um, came out
1: uh, in May two thousand twelve. Really good hip hop album. Yeah, it um, is widely acclaimed when it came out. Um, you know, a breakthrough I think for Killer Mike artistically. His other records are cool. Um, there's a, there's a bunch of really good singles and even stuff that were on mixtapes. Um, there's a there's a song called that I love of his I always loved called a dope story that's um it's from a mixtape um really cool really cool track I love the song Ric Flair it's from um from the album Pledge which is kind of an mm-hmm. extended like has a bunch of extended uh, samples of the wrestler Ric Flair, um <laughs> so he'd done some pretty creative, pretty like forward thinking hip hop in his own right and he yeah. al- always had the great you know booming voice and dexterity and all that. But um, this was kind of a step forward for him artistically. He kind of had some drifted around a bunch of record labels. And this one has a real kind of focus to it. It's a, very, it's a really solid uh, hip hop album and kind of like pro. You could, in lots of places, very proto Run the Jewels. I,
0: I think it's hard hitting for sure. But o- only on half of this am I really blown away by the notion of something, something real cooking in the collaboration between these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know there's some there's some great tracks to me they're scattered through the record um uh untitled go reagan ghetto gospel rap music those are my those are the standouts for me
1: uh rap music especially great statement of purpose um some of these have a lot of the run the jewels kind of elements in them like uh you know untitled to me has that kind of chemistry you know, the, the track is really layered, has a really kind of tight rhythm. The low end is
0: just furious on that.
1: Yeah, it kind of has a proper hook that holds it together. You know, yeah, yeah. Some of the elements kind of coming into place here. Um you know, Reagan is pretty cool. That doesn't really sound so run the jewels like, but um, just a sort of straight up political polemic. Yeah. You know, Killer Mike also is—he's he's, um a very outspoken activist and he's yeah. very eloquent and um and uh, passionate about his politics. The main and thing he, that and hit he, me, and, was, and he puts it across in the music in a way that's yeah. really really effective. I think it's really yeah. kind of like uh, it's sort of an air to Chuck D or something. Like I
0: couldn't help but feel the butthole tingling low end. That was the thing that <laughs> right. that was that was the takeaway for me because I was. You know, I had it pretty much cranked in my Volkswagen.
1: Yeah, you know, when at their, at their best, I think one of the reasons they work well together, um, that LP and Killer Mike work well together, it's kind of like, it's even on this record, although not as much, but it's kind of like all the best, Things that you like from your favorite hip hop records, yeah, yeah, you know, the style of production, the you know the the style of rhyming, you know, it's, it's kind of like they take the best elements. So, what do you and, give
0: this? I'm really, I'm curious. I, gave I this think you like it better. I give it three and a half. Uh, I give it three. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. but yeah, that uh, that same year though, they also worked on a track from LP's album "Cancer for Cure," "Tougher, Colder Killer." Uh, this song is awesome i mean i like yeah. this more than uh even the high points on killer mike's record
1: yeah this one sounds very run the jewels like yeah and, i mean um, the, the
0: beats sound like bombs bursting for christ yeah, sake re- um. really
1: cool um really cool production on this that the album cancer for cure is a pretty interesting record it's it's maybe the most i would say the, it, it has kind of a cinematic sort of feel mm-hmm. um it's you know all of lp's albums are a little bit different they're he never really repeated it himself they all kind of have a different kind of feel that one has a very like kind of like, you know, um, action movie, cinematic kind of vibe to it. Um, But also, you know, very tastefully done. But But just in terms of this song, song, I give it, um, you're
0: going to make fun of me, but it's true. Four and three quarter stars. <laughs> okay, for it's, four and a half. So all right. Right. Okay, good. We're kind of on the <laughs> same right. page. Yeah, uh, right. to, it's
1: super cool song. I think um, it's important to know that one. And they're, uh, they're To me,
0: this like, is the real birth. It's not Killer Mike's record, it's that song. Yeah, right. right. This is, feels like the beginning of Run the Jewels. So right. then we, end, that's <clears> like we that, enter. That's like the uh, first time
1: Ringo sits at the
0: kit. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So then their first album comes out, and they're all titled numerically because they're obviously huge Peter Gabriel fans
1: wouldn't they just have been titled just run the jewels each one and then like a different picture in the front
0: yeah but then on spotify it's one <laughs> two three and four so. oh, okay
1: right okay i'll buy that <laughs> okay cool so the one thing that uh most run the jewels records have well at least 75 percent of them is that they're pretty like tight economical records they're like 10 11-ish songs mm-hmm. under 40 minutes yeah short you know what I love about this record, and really all of the, their best stuff, is that the, you know the beats themselves are kind of catchy. You can almost kind of yeah, yeah. you can kind of hum the beats, like you know, right. um, the, like the like the kick and snare patterns are actually like very memorable, which is kind of hard to do, really. And then
0: you got the two of them rapping together, yeah. and the intensity of their combined flow is just it really knocks you off your feet.
1: Yeah, and there's you know a lot of also a lot of great like production hooks, like little elements in the production that are really catchy. And um, yeah, it's it's it, like I kind of mentioned earlier, it's kind of has a foot in the past and a foot in the future. It's like, you know, it's very respectful, of the history of hip hop, but also looking to do things that are new and um, with attitude to spare. Confidence and attitude to spare. Yeah, These absolutely. records are all very confident. Very confident. Yeah.
0: But look, all the, unquestionably on the first record, all the blocks are in place. But for me, this record isn't quite as consistent as the ones coming up. Um, There's a few songs that I absolutely love. My favorite on the record is Sea Legs. Sea Legs Mm -hmm. is awesome. Puff Chess, Yeah, Sea Legs has a great bounce to it. uh, Yeah, I love the cannibalism lyrics. I don't know if it's because this em- emanated from the Cartoon Network nexus, mm-hmm. but it feels playful, even though it's like super violent. And well, crazy. that's another
1: good example of how their two styles of emceeing work so well together. Because the the you know the the opening verse is LP and it has a certain kind of bounce to it, mm-hmm. and then when when Mike's verse comes in he's got a whole other take on the on the, yes. on the, on this on the what the rhythm and feel of the song is it's like a whole other completely different rhythmic approach and it just like the whole thing just opens up when, yeah. and when his voice comes in um so yeah they they work really well together as MCs also great Prince Paul appearance on Twin Hype back
0: that's a great song mm-hmm. um yeah a couple other ones I, I love but this is definitely not my favorite album of, the, of theirs and it's a, it kind of brings up this odd thing for me uh where their even-numbered albums, to me, are just like knockout classics, and the odd ones, um, you know, the elements are in place. But I'm not going back to those. I, I hear them a couple times, and I kind of go back to the um, the even-numbered ones.
1: Yeah, this Strange. one I like a lot. This one to me is a very strong debut. And another thing that kind of on the Run the Jewels records compared to like say like LP's solo records prior. There's something kind of more accessible about Run the Jewels it, music. Definitely, it, it's not like in the world of alternative hip hop sort of. Not it's at just all. like no, straight up going like, for the Raptors back row. It's, yeah, it's going for the back row. Yeah, it, it, that's that was really noticeable. Um, like listening to this all in a row, like checking out his solo records than this. The um, how how much more accessible it is. I, mean, I love a banana clipper. Banana cli- I was that's just going to so say good. that those horror movie synth stabs between the and verses are just awesome. Just the flow on, but from, from every from all involved is mm-hmm. like a big boy makes a cameo on that fits right in. That, yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah, th- I, I like this record a lot. I think this I, is really I give it three strong. stars. I know you're going to like it more. Yeah, I give it four. Okay. So, so
0: uh, then we hit, in 2014, Run the Jewels 2. This is a whole different kind of thing. Um, so, uh, the, you know, I mean, this has received basically unanimous acclaim. Yeah. Um, Probably
1: their most overall acclaimed record, I would say.
0: Yeah, and for very, very good reason. It is ridiculously intense. And also ridiculously consistent
1: yeah so you know i'd say in general they have a very high floor like you know they pretty much like everything is at least you know there's nothing that's like embarrassing no nothing nothing. they're they have a very high sense of quality control and um on this one they just really had so much great material you yeah know, again it's you know with the, this, the, this leap,
0: the leap the in quality is immediately palpable i mean these these guys are so locked in the music is, the
1: re- yeah, is everything unbelievably, is unbelievably almost know, comically urgent yeah, everything is just more on this record. right you know, right the, the productions right. are more detailed they're kind of more hard-hitting they're kind of like the creative the, there's more creative kind of production touches the two records that are the two i think consensus best records um both have the thing in common just sonically where they have this really detailed low end where if you're listening to them in really good headphones the the clarity and the richness of the low end of the record is really like a just a great achievement and that's all lp right that's all yeah i think he mixes these and everything i think he's doing i think he's doing all the production on this pretty much yeah so
0: okay we kick off with jeopardy so that's uh totally fucking intense like a, a sick Mort Garson sample, too. Yeah. So he's, he's doing some like serious crate digging
1: here. Yeah. And also, I, you know, I think some of that is some of these are synths that LP is playing. So it's kind of a blend. Okay. And so there's great samples, but then he's also got, um, he's got a real touch with uh, analog synths. A lot of like this song is kind of like has the main bass figure in it. It's like almost sounds like it was like kind of done on Moog Taurus pedals or uh-huh. something. It has like this great buzzy, deep, like really fat analog synth kind of sound. Um, it's, a, it's a great opener. Massive um. sense of like scale of it. It just seems like massively enormous. Um, yeah.
0: And then Oh My Darling, Don't You Cry follows that up. So that was the second single. Um, still kind of downshifting in low ride mode. Uh, you know, we have like some insanely uh, intense
1: stuff coming up. That uh, one, the, the, Oh My Darling one, that's like, that's the really like the marriage of New York and Atlanta. That really yeah. is like, like the mashup of those elements. I want to talk about the
0: sample on that one. Cause we're still in really bizarre hippie territory. Mm-hmm. Joe Bird and the field hippies. Joe Bird was in the United States of America. You can't ever come down. The sample of that is threaded through the whole song. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Um, I mean, you know, the guy obviously knows music. Great song. Not quite breaking a sweat, though, because then we're into Blockbuster Night Part 1.
1: Great stoner headphones tune. Unbelievable. Classic so Classic good. stoner headphones. Gets a
0: hell of a lot more intense here. I You got to love Top of the Morning, My Fist to Your Face is fucking Folgers. <laughs> you got to love that line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a great song. And then, in all likelihood, the song that will... It, in my eyes, remain the greatest thing they've
1: ever done, which is close your eyes and count the fuck. Yeah, that's iconic. Um, With Zach, I Della mean, Rocha. I remember being completely blown away when I heard that when it came out. Um, it's long been a favorite of mine. Um, you mean know, Zach Delaroca? You know, we just talk about him a little bit. You know, I rap rock is not really the coolest <laughs> genre in the world. You're being very kind, <laughs> but um, but man, he's great. Yeah. He really is like he is, he is so he is on such a other level than the other schnooks from the rap. but rock. I don't I, I honestly <laughs> I guess don't, it's not I, really don't, f- I don't
0: listen to that band, but the him with them, that's a whole different proposition. yeah, yeah I, no, and and you just told me that there's something that works with these guys. plus well, rumor I guess Ru- they, I like uh, the rumor Rage the jewels they've they've discussed maybe doing that it's a I better idea that. than of yeah, the jewels. but um, <laughs> so uh you know, interesting this is an anti-cop song. a lot of rap songs are but mike's dad was a cop right so uh mike's dad knew it was a corrupt line of work and advised mike to not follow in his footsteps mm-hmm. so that's an interesting subtext of the song um again you know we're four songs in everything's great uh track 5 all my life as in i've been this way all my life um not a
1: downshift in intensity, a downshift in tempo, though. Very, very well paced record. It's really at this point of the record where it's just like, come on, this is like so good. This is like this is getting out of hand, and it doesn't even <laughs> stop because the next song is "Lie, Cheat, Steel. Right, that's right. A, an amazing
0: song. It could be my favorite rhyming on the whole record. Yeah. It's, it's so intense. All my life
1: is so good. Yeah, yeah all that my one's life just is like great. all the, the the all the great synth stuff, like really like, amazing woolly synth shit, and like feedback, guitars, and like just a fucking brilliant track. See, this record is so good, we can't even sequentially go through it. We, <laughs> go, we
0: go forward, we go back, <laughs> yeah. we'll go all over the place. I was still thinking about how good it was when yeah, you were I, talking I, about I the know. other <laughs> uh, And I'm sorry if I'm ever moving too fast <laughs> for you. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the the first half of the record is, is better than the second half, but it's splitting hairs. Because on the second half, you still have all due respect, um, which, again, I don't listen to anything Travis Barker does but <laughs> Travis Barker's on the song and uh, him on drums seals it it's one of the best tracks
1: on the record. Yeah I couldn't really tell which part of it was him I guess the main drum loop is him. I'm guessing right. it's yeah. Um yes I mean that's that, this one's that one's kind of like a kitchen sinky kind of production but it totally works like really frantic um I mean, this record, uh, again, you know, very economical. 11 songs, 39 minutes. Doesn't really kind of like, doesn't, doesn't, there's nothing on there that doesn't need to be on there. Right. I'm real, I really, like I was saying before, I really geek out on beat making. The music is is incredible. This is a masterclass of beat making. It is. It
0: is. The the album is. Uh, a masterpiece i give it
1: four and a half stars i give this one five you could definitely convince me it's a five i mean the it's, only it's, thing I, where I think it's hands down one of the best hip-hop records of the decade yeah on, uh, the, on, the, on the very one, yeah. on the very short list of yeah, the best hip-hop records of, of, of that decade
0: so then they kind of had a diversion in 2015 they did a remix album called meow the jewels so uh basically it was, um, uh, kind of started as a joke. It did, but then it really took on a life of its own. All the, uh, all the instruments are replaced with sounds of
1: cats, right? All of the instruments? Right. Supposedly, but it doesn't
0: really that's sound what, like it.
1: Yeah, that's, that doesn't sound like it. <laughs> it's a remix album. They got a bunch of different people yeah. to remix tracks. Yeah. Um. And it sounds like to me, like they were just like, okay, make this remix, but throw some cat sounds in when you yeah. make the remix. So they, they, they launched a Kickstarter campaign,
0: requested 40 grand to do it. And the campaign raised over 60 grand, which, uh, they, they apparently donated to cha- to charity.
1: Right. And the charity specifically was a charity for people who have um, suffered from police brutality. Um, the the I remember watching this project unfold in real time. Is like it was started as kind of a joke, and then it was they, they started the Kickstarter, and then they raised the money really fast to make it, and then they actually <laughs> made it. and Then it yeah. came out. I remember all this th- very clearly, all that happening, and then um, the results a little underwhelming. But yeah, totally. I
0: look, I'm not reviewing
1: it. To yeah, be it's, it's NA. not right. Na for me um, too. So. I
0: honestly don't understand why the idea progressed beyond just an initial idea born
1: of way too much weed. But you gotta uh, you gotta, you gotta there, give credit for someone actually following doing it yeah (laughs) yeah there you uh, have it a
0: huge Kickstarter overage I I want you all to know that Joe and I, I, I I don't know about Joe I listen to every friggin second of this thing so you don't have to you're welcome similar unnecessary albums include the bonus disc of Olivia Tremor Control's Dusk at Cuba's Castle and,
1: and the MC Scat Cat record. That's right. That's probably the closest record to this. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> I don't so, know if you guys uh, know this, but I try to work in MC Scat Cat into where, wherever possible. Finally, it's not an awkward fit. I'm not going to miss this opportunity. It's not an awkward fit, finally. You don't know who that is? That's, <laughs> that's the cat that sang with Paul Abbey. <laughs> he has a
0: record. He does. Uh, 2015 uh, from Rubble Kings soundtrack. That's a 2015 documentary uh, that uh, depicts gang violence in the Bronx in the 1970s. Um, So they did the Rubble Kings theme, Dynamite, for a single from the soundtrack. Good stuff. I don't think it's playlist material. It just falls short. I give it three and a half stars. I give it the same, three and a half. It It ain't bad. It's not bad. You yeah, want to put I'm, it on the playlist? You certainly can. I, I'm, I would maybe. You're the maybe. only other dude that I would let make that decision. <laughs> okay, well, I'll think about it. All right, so 2016, Run the Jewels 3 comes out. Um, this has guest appearances from Danny Brown, uh, uh, Tunde Abimpe, Zach De La Rocha again, and Kamasi Washington. Uh, there were three singles, Talk to Me, 2100, and Legend Has It. Again, a free download.
1: Now, this one's a little bit longer. This one's 14 songs, 51 minutes, and I think it suffers from that a little bit. Yeah. I think it would have been a better record at like 11 songs, 40 minutes. Yeah, this is,
0: um, uh, this is an underwhelming record. I, I actually never go back to this album. Uh, here's what LP had to say. Um, Uh, you know, with uh, the magazine Complex. I think that everyone probably expected us to open up with something like Talk to Me, but I think Down was sort of a preface. We're talking about where we were and where we were headed. And I think the song is a thank you from us and a recognition that we're here. And because the album is sort of an epic arc and it's longer and meatier, with different transitions, we felt like it was a good spot. It set the table.
1: No, I do like that opener down quite a lot I always like that song um, I remember when this first came out that was kind of my favorite thing on it um, yeah, I mean this record. You know, it's um, it's the, the my main uh, the, it's not it's the, it's the weakest of the four, I it would is, say. Yeah, um, and the main spoiler alert. The main issue I have with it is that um, it gets a little samey because the palette totally. the palette seems to kind of shrink. It seems like it's a lot yeah. of um, a lot of eight oh eight drums and kind of buzzy analog synth, big ringing kicks, and analog synth is kind of like the sound of the day. And um, the production is not really quite as varied, or as um, you know, there aren't as many curveballs that come down. Right. You know, it's, it's kind of a lot of the same thing. That said, I really do like, and it's a little bit long. I The first half of it's pretty good to me. I, I like a lot of the first half. By the end, like I had it at three and a half, and then the last few songs, I felt like it kind of overstayed its welcome a little, bit. so I ended up downgrading it to three.
0: Uh, I like it a lot less. Th- so, you know, to me, like you said, the record's noticeably much longer, right. and the music is noticeably shittier and samier. So it's too, and for me, it's too low-slung and slow-grinding to work up a sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, no slight on the message. It's honestly just conveyed with a noticeable lack of intensity this go around, uh, uninspired and way overly penis centric to thrill my ears in any real way. <laughs> okay, so here's my 14 songs. There's only one that I would put on the playlist. Oh, I like way more than one. Well, we can put however many you like. But talk to me is the only the first thing from the record. Great Bose track. Um,
1: you but know what's it, weird about the way this is sequenced is that Talk To Me and then the second single, Legend Has It, are back-to-back, and they right, sound right. like the same song. Right, a But there's a little, right. like, there's like little interlude in between, and then yeah, when, my, it, when it kicks back in, it sounds yep. like it's the same BPM kind of, um, uh, my same notes, kind of production My notes world. on
0: Legend Has It, uh, more boasting, but my eyelids are getting a little heavy by this point.
1: Yeah, it kind of sounds like the song is resuming. And then there yeah. was the, those are the two lead singles. Right. They're, they're both cool. Like I, I like both songs. Talk
0: To Me is not even in their top tier, I don't even think. Th- this to me is, a, I give it two stars. And honestly, I'm being kind of generous. Um but, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the two. I
1: would have done three and a half if it was a little bit shorter. I, I also really like Call Ticketron a lot. I love the way that the, the, the kick only sort of beat in the, in the verses. And that one the, that's the one where the production style of this record seems to kind of click. That seems like a kind of forward thing And it's funny because
0: in my notes, I refer to them as buzzy, gnat-like synths. <laughs> I don't like the music on it. Okay, so a report to the shareholders slash kill your masters. Zach De La Rocha is back. And he's the best thing about the track, which underwhelmingly ends with what feels like a classic sophomore slump, but is actually their third time strikeout.
1: Yeah, well, like this is what we rarely. uh, What do you give it? I gave it three stars. Three, okay. But I, you know, I guess that's not that far apart. No, it would have been three and a half, but too long. Yeah.
0: Well, 2016 also brought. A remix from a guy named Miki Snow. Is that how you pronounce his name? Mike, Mike, Snow, I Mike Snow. Mike Snow. Um, Mike Snow. Mike Snow. Heart is full from Mike Snow's <sighs> three EP LP. Uh, Mike a, Snow, I think, is a band. It is a band. I think it's, it's a, a band of Swedish students. I give it two and a half stars. I don't have much to say about. I this. gave it na because it didn't really feel like RTJ. It's not it's, not. it's not canon. All right. So then we're in beautiful territory. So DJ Shadow, who, man, I, I'm sure It's going to be a great episode when we finally get to him. Talk about an arc, crazy arc. That is a crazy arc. Um, but so his record in 2016, uh, he finally uh, cr- crapped out a great one. Yeah, uh, damn good record. Yeah, the mountain will fall is really good. Um, and nobody speak is from that. M- nobody speak is just awesome, man. That is just aw- it's the lead single from from DJ Shadows record
1: um, and the song is just perfect right yeah you've probably heard it if you're a fan of the show <laughs> it's been in like a, it's been in some TV ads I think it was a, kind yeah. of a, kind of a big song yeah I mean DJ edge. Shadow's is kind of a like-minded beat maker um, to uh, to LP um, not exactly in style but in ambition I feel like you know they're both like highly creative a list beatmakers and um yeah great track they fit on it perfect um, if they
0: made an album filled with tracks like this it would be a, ch- a real brain melter
1: yeah It'd it really amazing. is more a, a bit of shadows style it's kind of it's the like, a soul that, like song. it's like I a mean, soul yeah right
0: horns and that beautiful Morricone like descending c- guitar but yeah, figure more please though i would yeah more i give any, this five stars i'll take this any five stars for me too good. great
1: great song well, one of the best singles of the year hands down yeah uh, love it 2017 uh brought uh
0: three different songs from all different kinds of things. Uh, First, you have uh, Danger Mouse featuring Run the Jewels and Big Boy doing a song called Chase Me off of the Baby Driver soundtrack. One of three original tunes that were recorded for the soundtrack to what I believe is a shitty movie um the song's better than the entire rest of the film even though the song's not that great i give it
1: three stars i give it three stars too three stars is pretty good yeah, three stars, yeah it's not I, bad. That's, I think it's, it's kind of a cinematic uh you could see why they what it, that was part of a movie that movie whatever. feels like it was cut to, I, to the
0: music i don't like, know the movie but, yeah yeah no need uh 2017 they did a song for a video game called fifa 18 fifa whatever <laughs> and sports fan I see yeah I guess that's a sports term I
1: I was today years old mean demeanor is the song two stars is the rating uh, this one seems serviceable. I gave it two and a half, but sure. I uh, think this is one kind of one of the weaker. Uh, there's a bunch of these kind of like one off singles from period. Yeah, this yeah. is kind of one of the weaker ones. Yeah, so it's not Not, not terrible, on the though. Playlist. Not no, terrible. Not though. terrible. Uh, and then the next one. They really one. do keep a very standard high floor of like not putting out shit that really sucks. They're really like very good at that.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there's a, a bunch of these are actually just really serviceable, and that's it. Well, that's what I mean. These are kind of the floor, and the floor yeah, is yeah, still not bad. Yeah. So then, uh, Static Selecta, uh, admittedly a less great rapper than the two of the dudes and Run the Jewels, his LP Eight comes out in two thousand seventeen and put Jewels on it,
1: has Run the Jewels on it. Two and a half stars. Quality control again. Three stars. They're, three stars. You know, they're, always, they're even when they're guesting. Even when they're just you know. they're they Yeah. Do they bring it and again
0: uh that next year just a couple songs shout out on a couple different thingamajiggles in in um the first part of the year you have supercut lp remix lord featuring run the jewels uh this is
1: not my favorite thing of all time this NA'd because this also doesn't really feel like a run the jewels thing
0: it uh yeah it's kind of a what like a trip-hop track with Some
1: ominous synthy kind of dark wavy hip hop thing. It's fine. Yeah, it's a remix of a Lord thing. It's you know, I and it it doesn't seem like one of their tracks. Two stars.
0: Two thousand eighteen also brought us "Let's Go" the Royal We from the Venom soundtrack. Uh, not included on the soundtrack LP. It is in the movie,
1: but I give it a floor rating of two stars. <laughs> uh, I gave this two and a half and my note says that we're fishing pretty deep in the barrel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, <laughs> Without a doubt. So maybe then just a few fish left. <laughs> 2019. They seemingly did not get out of bed because
0: they had only, uh, an appearance on Danny Brown's record. You know what I'm saying? On the song three Tears." Uh, two and a half stars.
1: That one I kind of liked. It doesn't, again, doesn't really feel like run the jewels, but I do kind of like it in general. I kind of like the off kilter kind of drunken like, sort of beat, you don't do like that. Not drunken. like
0: Danny Brown. <laughs> All right. Well, there's the, 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 the hearing his voice for just a couple he's seconds. A,
1: he's a strong flavor. Let's he is a one. strong
0: flavor. I give it three. Uh, so 2020, uh, was a great year for them. Not a great year for the planet but a great year for them. Uh, we started out with uh, Forever featuring featuring Travis Barker. That was a single. And honestly, their first playlist-worthy song since 2016's Nobody Speak. It's about time. It's a four-star song.
1: Uh, you like that one better than I did. This one seemed to kind of blend in with a lot of the other kind of odds and sod tracks from this period. I give it huh. three, which is still, again, pretty solid because they're always, yeah, yeah. you know, they're always... You know, they're always
0: Okay, so Run the Jewels 4 comes out in 2020, and finally, we're back in territory that's uh, familiar and desirable.
1: Yeah, so I love this record and um, w- was really obsessed with it when it came out and listened to it constantly, and I kind of know it really inside and out. Um, let, me but- say,
0: let me say first off, let me just uh, this co- provide this little bit of context. So the original album release date was June 5th, 2020. Uh, for everyone that could recall what was going on in the planet at that time, besides COVID, uh, because of the the protests that uh, against police brutality that were going on all over the place that were sparked by uh, George Floyd and, and uh, Ahmaud Arbery the, and the shooting of uh, Breonna Taylor, they decided to release the record two days early. The note uh, that accompanied it read, fuck it why wait the world is infested with bullshit so here's something raw to listen to while you deal with it all we hope it brings you some joy stay safe and hopeful out there and thank you for giving two friends the chance to be heard and do what they love with sincere love and gratitude Jamie and Mike
1: yeah right so this record the sheer sonic quality of it is just really inspiring to me it's like it, it's it feels like LP as a producer has kind of hit even another level here it's not quite as like um deep production wise as as run the jewels two, yeah yeah
0: but but i feel like it was a course correction from three I the sonics the yeah. sonics
1: of this record are unreal like yeah. the, 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 the the you know there's three amazing iconic singles yankee and the brave ooh la la and just um all incredibly catchy like earworm <laughs> songs um and then but holy kalama yeah, well yeah that that one wasn't one of the singles but no, 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 i'm no, still no, I'm just, but the next tier of songs below the three singles are all all also incredibly awesome yeah really, really i really mean good. Uh, this is a kind of a return to a more sample based approach mm-hmm. less so much of the uh kind of reliance on the buzzy analog synth stuff um, it's to me, it's, it's my favorite, uh, beat making of LP's career. Really? Um, some of the, uh, some of just the actual like kick and snare patterns and the way the drums are programmed and and, and the way the sampling is done is it's so artful and it, it's such a, deep understanding of how low end works in a mix and so controlled and powerful um and also um you know the politics of the record are pretty amazing the concepts of the songs all really hit you know all really hit hit hard can um, i I tell
0: you something for real this is true Mm -hmm. so when i listen to music in my car uh, it's always all the way up Mm -hmm. so when i'm listening to this in my car and it's and it's that loud Mm -hmm. It's doing things to my rectum. I'm not kidding, okay? And, and you know I'm not kidding either. Yeah, right. So uh, I swear to God, last week, and I don't know if it's related. You know when you get a tick on your eye? Yeah. I swear to
1: God, first time in my life, have one in my butthole. <laughs> and I wonder if it's related.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: You got to see that you, you should maybe... If I ever meet either of these guys, that's the story I'm going in with. <laughs> I'm a headphone listener. <laughs> And this is an incredible headphone record. It is. It's it's really like um, a lot, of, so much detail on the productions. And um, I mean, Yankee and the Brave, the first song that kicks in, that is one of my all time most favorite hip hop beats. Like that is just the hardest hitting beat. Um, the, the the drums are just so epic on it. There's one yeah. particular like a hit on like a tom or something it comes on like the end of three there's one particular tom hit in the middle of that beat that just glues the beat together and this way is
0: where having fucking music on the show would be
1: sick <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> but um it's and the, just the way the kick drum just knocks so satisfyingly it's yeah. just it's and and the the amazing verses i mean what a classic hip-hop track Just yeah and is Ula Ula even better um
0: so low slung and jazzy and super playful last time we're There was nothing like this on on the record.
1: Yeah, and Ooh has the great guests on it because it's kind of based on a sample from um, the Gangstar song Dwick, which Mm -hmm. is a great old hip hop gem. Um, And it features, uh, you know, that song was Gangstar featuring a nice and smooth Greg Nice. So Greg Nice kind of reprises his role here. And um, Premiere kind of does some guest turntabling. And um, Another one, just a crazy low-end definition, and the beat is just so like crushingly heavy. Yeah, I I got asked to do um to work on a on a TV show. Um, that en- we ended up kind of I uh, ended up pitching stuff and it didn't kind of it, it went up kind of not getting the gig but it's, the producers were looking for stuff like can you make stuff that sounds like Run the Jewels <laughs> it's like uh, no <laughs> actually no I can't it <laughs> <laughs> turns out that no <laughs> yeah my sleep turns out you know, need to. turns out you really need to have invested your whole life in making amazing hip hop <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> really want to do that <laughs> I love um, Holy Kalama Fuck uh, that is just
0: uh, musically that is a dizzying song yeah
1: that's um, one of kind of one of the more avant-garde uh, backing tracks of that it's yeah it's, the, the it's almost
0: I would almost describe it as proggy
1: yeah that that one they're really stretching out I mean again that's this record does a lot of different things so there's yeah. songs like ooh la la that are kind of the catchy kind of ooh la la was kind of a top like a pop single I think it was like top ten or something on the pop charts and, um, you know, Holy Kalama Fuck is really artsy for really hip-hop. Yeah. And, and then yeah. Goonies versus E.T., Walking in the Snow.
0: I mean, the, it, this uh, shares a lot with the pacing of Run the Jewels too, where yeah. the first half of the record is almost unbearably intense. Yeah. And then it kind of ja- downshifts a little bit. Um, you know, w- with that song, just with Pharrell Williams and Zach, Zach Roche Yeah, I think
1: that song's classic. You do? I love that song. See, I'm not quite as on on board. Yeah, I um, think that's another one where the real artistry and that's the beat making in it. The the, the beat making that's so. In, I mean, just the little details, like the hi hat pattern on that, like just the the way everything kind of fits together. Um, and I love the the vocal hook. The uh, you know, look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. The song, like the meaning, really comes. I don't through like and, the synth work. I think that's what turns me off to it I think what you're talking about is the 808. The Pharrell, you're talking the about the, stuff. That's all LP. I think. Is I, it? I think Pharrell only guessed it on vocals. Oh, on okay. okay. That, that I, th- I think you're talking about the 808. It's built okay. on the most of the uh, the track is basically very minimal. Actually, I've, I've studied this track a bunch, and this is like one of my favorite songs. Hmm. It's mostly it's a to very what, to deconstruct it and do something. Kind of yeah, because just because I love the production so much that it's like how, how is he pulling this? You know, and it's pretty simple. There's not really a ton of elements in it. Um, there's like that 808 kick. That's that's I think that's what you're referring to as a synth. It's basically just a ringing, ringing 808 and then there's that just that stop very simple, treating me like a child <laughs> and there's that very simple hi-hat pattern and then which then kind of goes into a, a trap style you know or like a miami bass style mm-hmm. hip-hop role kind of thing and um there has the really cool um the vocal samples There's this guy named nicholas ryan grant who's kind of like a opera trained singer and he's starting to guest on a lot of records He's kind of like a vocal texturalist so all those samples and Just are, were created by him, and they kind of hmm. made this kind of almost like choir out of his voice. Um, so yeah, I, I like that song a lot. I've heard that song a million times.
0: I'm not a huge fan of that, but we should definitely talk about Pulling the Pen oh yes yeah, so that's the, the josh that's the josh home josh yeah, home and yeah. uh and and uh, mavis, mavis staples. staples yeah so i remember this was basically the soundtrack of the the may 2020 riots uh-huh. and rightly so it is an incredibly powerful piece of work
1: yeah the mavis staples vocal gives it really real gravitas <laughs> like Yeah, really, it's like uh, apparently josh home they had the track and they just kind of went in and worked with them for a day because they're friends and um lp's a big fan Uh, of Queens and of of Josh's work in general. So it was just kind of a day of collaboration at Josh's studio. Um, It's not, he's not like, you know, um, you you can detect his guitar stuff on it, but it's not like his presence on it isn't totally overwhelming. It's pretty subtle. Yeah. Nobody's Um, presence
0: is really overwhelming on that track.
1: Yeah. um, I love the Mavis Staples vocal. She's she's, she's 80 years old. you know, Badass. And then, um, and then it closes with a few words for the firing squad, which is great yeah that's that's big ambitious like huge dystopian like <laughs> crazy that's the most experimental thing on there this record's so good to me this is kind of everything it's I shorter watch. it's sturdier it's more solid
0: it's not my favorite of their records but it's certainly up there the first side's as intense as anything on on uh, the second record. But then the second side, for me, doesn't quite hold up in the same way. I'm really psyched for the fifth record. Um, this one I give four stars. I gave this one five. So really? They have half of their catalog or five-star records. Okay, so me. here's the thing for me. The, the uh, two and four... Which are clearly, you know, when we talk about the top three albums, clearly those are going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they have
1: four fucking records. So, yeah. but. Um, so, it's kind of like Wordle. There's only really one, right. There's only one way to order these. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Actually, two, because <laughs> then guys are different. So, uh,
0: you know, there are a few songs that, if, uh, you know, it, they're not perfect to me. Uh, two and four are just short of perfect to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's possible that their best stuff is ahead of them um anyway uh 2020 also brought us from the cyber cyberpunk 2077 video game no save point this is a great song yeah that one's cool so this has a pretty sick musical underpinning that actually sounds like filing cabinets being dragged across a tile floor it's not as life-changing as the pac-man theme song (laughs) Or the Bruckner and Garcia version, for that matter, <laughs> but it's still a very good song from a video game. I give I, it three and a half stars. Kind
1: of want to make one, made me want to play the video game. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh I gave it three, but yeah, it's it's pretty good. The the, the, the it's one of the I, three and a half is fair too. It's one of their yeah. better uh, one of the better B side things or you know, extra things. And twenty twenty one was dead quiet, and so far nothing new in
0: twenty two, which brings us to the present moment. So. Let's talk about the shape of their arc. Mm-hmm. Pure zigzag. So for whatever reason, the odd number albums are middling and seem primed for playlist cherry picking, while their even albums are jaw-drop worthy masterpieces. It's odd, and I'm sure totally unintentional, but that's the career trajectory.
1: Uh, I have the arc a little bit different, because to me, it's like the the the... Three is the only one That's kind of a dip Like one starts off At a pretty good level Then they get a yeah, little yeah. bit better And then three Kind of falls off But then four Is right back to where they were So, so I really I really like arc. these
0: guys You like them a little bit More than
1: me Yeah I would say that's so That's fair yes. to say yeah.
0: So the top three albums Mine is uh, Top Number three Is one Number two is four Number one is two And the worst
1: album Is three well, That's confusing It is Alright let's see if I can do mine In less confu- <laughs> Less confusing fashion <laughs> My third most favorite Run the Jewels album is Run the Jewels. (laughs) So far, this is not less confusing. This is not. My second favorite album by them is Run the Jewels 2. And my favorite is the most recent one, Run the Jewels 4. That's interesting. And my least favorite is Run the Jewels 3, but I actually still
0: like it. It's interesting. I mean, I really like 4, but it's just interesting that that you would uh, prefer 2.
1: I think that maybe goes a little bit to like what I value in these. Like I like I think I like the diversity of four and the the fact that there's kind of more pop stuff on it and just the 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 sheer sonics of it. Two is also you know like I have them both at five stars, so you could really flip a coin. Right, right. Um, you know, two is is kind of the more probably artsy ambitious record. Four is maybe a little bit more accessible. Um, I like, I think I like the best stuff on four, maybe a little better than I like the best stuff on two, but again, you know,
0: look, these guys uh, can basically write their own ticket at this point. They've got a very bright future. Uh, I hope they stick to every single ideal they've had because they haven't taken a misstep. Um, so it's fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us for this incredible look at Run the Jewels, this top quality masterpiece of an episode. Uh, The link to the playlist is in the show notes and also on our website, discograffiti.com. Send us a voice memo using the link in the show notes, and let us know what you think. Um, and if come,
1: you, uh, come harass us in the Facebook group discussion group thread,
0: that also would be incredible. So uh, you know, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Graffiti or on Instagram at DiscograffitiPod. Pod. Don't forget to rate the podcast. Five-star ratings only, please, especially if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.
1: And again, word of mouth is the best thing we have going for us, so tell a friend. We work really, really hard on these shows. We do a lot of research.
0: It's not just opinions. So, uh, yeah, it would be very helpful. Just send a great episode along to somebody you know and love. doesn't cost anybody anything. We can't wait to give you a lot more free, top-quality, five-star rated material (laughs) from here until when we die. Thank you so much for
1: tuning in. We will see you next time on Discography. Discography.